Welcome to Tuscan Radio, now on YouTube. I am Drew Greck. I'm Angus Allen. And I'm Mike Badrov. And today we have a whole lot to talk about. We are talking about Skeleton Crew. We're talking about the very, uh, seems, final death of the Rogue Squadron film, the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer, the Tales of the Jedi trailer, and a whole lot of stuff about Andor, because Andor is like next week. first one that we're talking about is Skeleton Crew. So this is actually a show that we don't know a whole lot about. Um, we first heard about this one back in... Well, it was first like rumored back in February. Yeah. In, like, in, in an issue of, I think, it was Production Weekly. All we and, got was Jude Law in his beautiful face. Yeah. I mean, Jude Law. I mean, great as Dumbledore in Fantastic Beasts. Great as uh, Jan Rog in... Um, and Captain Marvel. I think he's going to bring like a fresh face to the Star Wars show. I think if they want to start uh, a show that we know nothing about and they want to entice us to Jude Law, that's enough to pique my interest. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, the really like interesting thing about this show is just, like I, I think, the very little that we do know about it. Uh, just given you know the that description that we got, and I believe it was Star Wars Celebration back in May. You're right, yeah. Of, like, imagine an 80s, like, Amblin movie like E.T. or Goonies or um, or that's the only two I can think of right now but just I mean those are I mean like E.T. is I, I believe like one of the greatest have, family films of all time E.T. Yeah. E. and yeah. the skeleton crew I'm well E.T.'s already part of Star Wars universe yeah, right. remember I mean he popped up in Phantom Menace <laughs> yeah I, uh, do you want to yeah I was yeah. just going to say I think bringing new talent to Star Wars is really good and I think not only that, but having a show where they've given us so little, like you said, is, is really interesting and exciting because so many of the other shows and movies and games that are coming out, they've told us a lot. They've given us trailers and teasers and you know little bits of info, but we know so little about Skeleton Crew, and that's why mm-hmm. I think it's very I interesting. One of the only main points that I'm interested in is that it's so far removed from like the Star Wars universe. Everything that we've had in the Star Wars universe is connected to the Empire, to the Jedi and to uh, just the Force in general, but I think Skeleton Crew is going to be something new and fresh to Star Wars that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. I'm very excited for Well, I mean, speaking of, like, the, the talent, I mean, John Watts, he, he's, he's made, like, my top two MCU movies of No Way Home and then Homecoming. Like, th- those are my two favorites. So, I mean, him coming in to do Star Wars... And, you know, John Watts, like, on the set of, I think it was No Way Home, he was like, do you want to, like, di- like direct an episode of Mando? And he was like, I have, like, an idea for a whole show. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, I, I just love that idea. And it's, it's, it's already shooting. Like, mm-hmm. they started shooting, so it's coming out next year. I always love enthusiasm when a director has enthusiasm and has their creative ideas for a show. Exactly. It's how I know Drew is going to have a great podcast episode. Or you're just like, he's so excited. He's so talking excited. about it. And so John Watts is like, yeah, I have, an, I have an idea for a whole show. I think it's, it's John Watts. I trusted him with how he brought Spider-Man in the MCU mm-hmm. and the way he did No Way Home and wrapped it up all nicely. I like the idea of going into the show and knowing nothing about it. Yeah. And just yeah. trusting John Watts. There is... There is one thing that I'm a bit concerned about with this series. When it was first, like, announced, it was, like, a group of, like, four kids 
gets like stranded on this starship and they have a lot of adventures around the Star Wars galaxy. One thing I'm really nervous about with this show is it's just going to be cameo of the week. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would do that though. I, because I mean, it's also like Favreau and Filoni are working on it. Right, but uh, like I said earlier, it's going to be removed from the Star Wars universe. Who are you going to have come in? Ahsoka? <laughs> hey kids, I'm on your starship. But you're going to have Darth Vader come in and see the four kids walking around. You there. Well, Vader's dead at this point because because the it, oh, it's I, it's set in the timeline of like the the, the Mandoverse. With I did Mandalore. not know that. Yeah, that that was one thing that they said at uh, cool. I think it was D twenty three. Reading a Mandalorian, I said, "Hey, I need parts for my N one Starfighter." Actually, now I think about it, this is gonna be the Mandalorian like season three point five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I could see that, considering how much they've relied on cameos in a lot of the recent shows for kind of. Nostalgia points. What was the book of Boba Fett viewership increase on that episode? At least a couple, like at least it, it was. A, it had to have been like significant. Yeah, uh, we don't have a number here. We, we don't just, have a number. <laughs> we don't have a number. But, but yeah, the point is, people really loved um, the Mando episodes of the book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and I think the potential for Skeleton Crew to just be about you know four kids going around the Star Wars galaxy exploring and Jude Law, exploring new yeah. worlds, mm-hmm. I think is a really cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we'll see. We'll like, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I have a lot of like uh, anticipation for Mandalorian seasons three and four because we know that he's he's working on season four already, and Ahsoka. So I mean, I think that the Mandalverse is off to a really like strong start, and I hope it continues that moving forward. So this is a show um, that. We've been working on for a really long time and are so excited to finally get to make it. It's the story about a group of kids about 10 years old from a tiny little planet who uh, accidentally get lost in the Star Wars galaxy. And it's the story of their journey trying to find their way home. Yeah. And to be clear, we want to make sure that everyone gets it's stars for kids, but it is not a kid's show. It is. Right, you think it's about, they like to say it's like as much for kids as Clone Wars, and I'm like, well, we cut people's heads off in Clone Wars, so <laughs> I'm not sure that that's the measurement you're looking for, but okay, sure, I mean, that, they'll be excited about that. Okay. Star Wars is for kids anyway, all for kids, we're all big kids, I didn't love it since I was a kid, I'm still going to love it when I'm much older, like I am now, so you're going to love it, you're going to love it. Can you guys tell us where it takes place in the Star Wars timeline? Well, I mean, we're producing it with these wonderful gentlemen here, and so luckily we get to fold it into that, you know, after Return of the Jedi, Ahsoka Mandalorian time frame. Yeah. All connected. Weird way. Good. Is this mysterious enough? Are we being mysterious? I think so. It's good, yeah. It's a good level of mystery. Okay, it's going to be called Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Whoa. Oh, and it um, stars Jude Law. Oh. Be very believed. Be very believed, guys. That's pretty cool, right? stars who again? Jude Law. Yes, that's a picture of him. That's a picture of him when he found out that he, he wasn't allowed to come to the celebration. Yeah. Real good. It's a shame he's not good looking, guys. <laughs> Sad that he's not. Okay, so we have the title. We know a little bit of what's yeah, happening. That's it. That's when it. do we get to see it? 
Uh, we start shooting pretty soon, so you guys will get to see you next year. All right. About, I think it was back in like November, we, we, we first heard uh, like some like rumblings and, and rumors that uh, Rogue Squadron was um, that uh, the pre-production on the film had had like stopped, and that there were some creative di- differences b- between Patty Jenkins and yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. So, I mean, that's like what, and, what else is new? And, but and it's been it's kind of been in limbo uh, since that time. But today it's official. Disney has released their um, their Final release statement. schedule for 2023, and Rogue Squadron's not on there. I, I'm sad that I'm an avid fan of space battles in Star Wars. That is like my main selling point for anything. You want you got a great space battle movie? I like your movie. That yeah. Rise of Skywalker does not count. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Rogue Squadron, uh, I was excited to go back into the original X Wings and Patty Jenkins and someone she. When I first saw that trailer, I was like, she, is she coming out with an actual X-Wing on a tarmac? I really want that thing to fly. And so she seems so enthusiastic. And like I said earlier, enthusiasm is what I wanted to see. And I'm sad to see that this creative project couldn't find its way to flourish. Um, but hopefully it was for the best. Maybe if the creative differences got too different, it was not yeah. going to come out as the bright, hopeful thing that we wanted it to be. Yeah. Angus, what are your thoughts on... Um the Rogue Squadron cancellation. Yeah, I think it's already, it's always kind of unfortunate when a show is canceled because that's so much wasted potential. Exactly. But I think, um, I think what's kind of really unfortunate is that, like Badroff said, um, when you cancel a show like that that's so unique and that brings back this older is stuff. a movie, right? Yeah, this, this is movie. Yeah, sorry, a movie. A movie. That's, and that's movie. why oh, I'm excited about it, is because it was a movie. Because we don't get that many movies anymore it's mostly just we shows. haven't for the past yeah. it's been three years since episode nine came out about to be four no it, it, it's it's about to be three oh, it's about to be three because it was 29 19 i can't out. do yeah. math right now i'm yeah. sorry yeah, i know <laughs> but i mean losing a movie that has so much potential to bring back old stuff like the x-wings but also like mike said you know give us a, a great space battle again i was i was really excited for that i didn't look too much into rogue squadron but i remember seeing it and being like I, I you know I love the space battles too. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite about Star Wars is probably just the world about it. Right. But ships are a massive part of that world, and I think it's it's sad to lose it. Yeah, and I mean I mean again like for me the saddest thing about this is it's now going to be even longer until we get to go back to a movie theater to watch a, a new Star Wars movie. And the next one is December nineteenth, twenty twenty-five. Untitled Star Wars project, but it's Taika Waititi's, and, and I, I was true. really thinking that it was going to be announced that like that movie is maybe moving up to twenty twenty-four, or, mm-hmm. or maybe even like May of twenty-four, May of twenty-five. At this point, I would expect it to be later than sooner, because no matter yeah. what happens here, uh, you always know that there's going to be something at Disney uh, that'll push them back, and. You know my new like. I don't consider like any Star Wars project as really happening until it's wrap shooting. Right. Like un- until it's wrap shooting, I do not get excited for it. I- I'm a- getting a bit like a-, a ahead of myself with like being excited for the acolyte because that's not even started shooting. Yeah. Like you're just so used to things being canceled. Drew and I were talking this morning uh, about the next time we'll hear like a main theme 
for Star Wars at all, mm-hmm. uh, or even the last time we heard a theme in a movie theater and what Drew wouldn't give to like go back and hear anything for a theme in the movie. It, we we don't get movies for a while, and I'm kind of I'm kind of sad just to see the with the refrigerator in Book of Boba Fett. What was that thing? Was the refrigerator? Do you remember like? In Obi Wan or Book of Boba Fett, there was like a fridge. It was Obi Wan. It was like a fridge in all the characters. Or was I have no idea what you're talking about. I remember being like, "This is what we get instead of a little theme." I don't know. Oh, that the, like the, like the the little intro. Yeah, but that's yeah. what Disney Plus is in with all their shows, and that's like one of my biggest like grievances about the shows on Disney Plus. Yeah, we don't get good themes. Um, I can't. I sorry to butcher that. Yeah, you did. You did. I mean, look. Maybe we, we can see this project come back in some form. Maybe it'll be. You know, they're they're doing the werewolf by night on on Disney Plus. Maybe we could get like an hour long Star Wars movie on Disney Plus. I, I think yeah. that's possible. I think it's possible. I mean, it's the future is always bright the future is bright I think we have to have optimism about what Star Wars is going to look forward to in movies yeah and whatever we do we just have to show support if we want to see it we can't be like oh this movie's going to be so bad because then Disney knows pull the plug on it (laughs) because why would why would they do something that someone's already looking out bad as soon as the idea comes out but didn't we say the same thing about Solo yeah. I like Solo. I, I do like that movie. It's it's a hard one to watch because you can't see it, but I think it's a fun movie. Right. I think what's funny is I hear so many people who will say, you know, oh, everyone hates Solo, but I love it. And the more people that I hear saying that, I'm like, does anyone really hate it? I think I think most people like it. It just isn't their favorite, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Which is how it my favorite stars but so I, I loved, again, I loved the world building. You know, I thought, like, Kessel, the Spice Mines, that was a really cool part great. of it. I think looking back, like, he made the Kessel run, and, and we finally got to see that. Yeah. That's a historical movement that <laughs> Solo gave us. Yeah. What if this were all happening right now? What if Luke Skywalker were fighting against the Death Star? and trying to rescue a princess. Terminator, immediately. What if you could go with them? Well, you can. Tomorrow at a theater near you. Star Wars, rated PG. Moving on from Skeleton Crew, you're excited for this one. Tales of the Jedi, baby! (laughs) Yes, uh... One of the only things to come out of D23 this weekend. The trailer makes me excited on levels I cannot express. Actually, I can't express in words. I'm so excited. Why are you so excited, Michael? If you know anything about me in Star Wars, it's that Star Wars The Clone Wars is my heart for Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And to get an animated shorts after uh, the end of Clone Wars, I know we've had Bad Batch, but... I want to go back and see Ahsoka in the animated form. I get to see Captain Rex again mm-hmm. in the shorts with Ahsoka, even though he's a side character. But if Drew can move, you see the Captain Rex helmet. Oh, um, yeah. And then we see young Count Dooku and young Qui-Gon, something that hasn't been explored in a, in a television setting. I am so excited that the originality and the creativity is coming out in these 10-minute, six shorts Yep, mm-hmm. that we all get on one day. Which I'm going to binge watch again, <laughs> oh, again, yeah. Oh, yeah. again. But I'm so excited for it. It's my favorite thing to come out of D23. 
Yeah, so we do have a release date for it also. Yes, October 26th. Um, October 26th. So we're, you're going to have to make a choice on October 26th. What do you want to watch first? Andor or Tales of the Jedi? Tales of the Jedi. I, I might do like a little like Pixar short <laughs> the t- like type thing and just like watch them before Andor. How are you feeling about Tales of the Jedi? Um, I'm personally really excited. I have always loved Count Dooku as a character, so... Right. To see him in his Jedi, you know, form, training Qui-Gon, and also, you know, we see him working with Mace Windu, mm-hmm. so that's also going to be exciting. It's be great. I think we all, you know, love Mace Windu, so. I was a little confused about how Qui-Gon looked. I was like, is that Qui-Gon? Because he looked mm-hmm. like a... Uh, like a 20-year-old. Like a 20-year-old. I'm like, where's that beautiful beard? Yeah. Where's that Liam Neeson beard? Well, you know, I, I spotted the Liam Neeson... Um, Nose. <laughs> <laughs> they made sure to make that kind of obvious, which I thought was funny. But well, I think one of the super cool things about this show is the guy, is the kid that's voicing young Qui Gon Jinn is Liam Neeson's son. Really? Oh, that's really yeah. Cool. That, and, oh, and I didn't see that. Yeah, they announced that at, at celebration. Um, is that yeah? I, I don't know if Liam Neeson himself is coming back. I, I hope so. I mean, I, I love seeing him, him pop up in Kenobi. He's like my favorite Jedi from the movies. It's Qui Gon Jinn. I got them. I gotta go with Plo Koon. Who's your favorite Jedi from the movies? (laughs) Um, I say I am personally a big, big fan of Plo Koon. I also really do love Yoda. Like I know it's kind of a generic choice, but you know, he's he's the great teacher, the great teacher, Mm -hmm. and I mean, Empire Strikes Back with some of the Yoda scenes. By far, some of my favorite Star Wars scenes. So I think Yoda was the best thing about the Last Jedi for me. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of that I love about the, the Last Jedi. We're not, not getting the time, not enough time. Not time replacement. That's for, that. for a future episode. <laughs> but that's gonna be like a full hour long on, yeah. on why <laughs> I actually really like. Thanks great to Michael beat up on Drew about the Last Jedi. Yeah. and Drew tries to defend himself. Like, ah. <laughs> I, I can't defend myself. I have great points for how to defend myself on the Last Jedi. Anyway, uh, well. Yaddle's going to be in Tales Jedi also. Yeah, I noticed that. They didn't really make it very obvious. It was a very quick clip, but yeah. I I believe Yaddle was fighting Dooku. Right, because mm-hmm. the Jedi Council has to come in to... Dooku, I think, what book was it? Attack of the Clones uh, in book form. It was Count Dooku was talking about, oh, yeah, the Jedi came after me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's going to be so cool. Yeah. I think so having cool. some, some epic lightsaber fights again is going to be great because we haven't... Really, besides Kenobi, seen many lightsaber that, fights. So. No, the, the 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 duel at the end of Kenobi was like the first good lightsaber mm-hmm. fight since The Force Awakens. I have some reservations about that fight because I think that it's in robot with one arm. What are you What are you looking at me like that? Don't hate on. That was the best part about that entire. That was show. the best part that of that saved show. the show. It did save. It did save the show. It's just. I have sur- It's not my favorite lightsaber fight. I wouldn't go if I wanted to show a lightsaber fight to someone that's never seen one before. I'm not putting that in my top five. Wow. Personally, it's in my top three because really? I think I think here's why. I think that the lightsaber duel between Vader and Kenobi at the end of Kenobi showcases almost every force ability that those two have. Right. And I, w- I want to com- you know compare and contrast that with. I know it's controversial here, but. The Revenge of the Sith, Mustafar oh. Duel, which is, again, in my top three, probably second or first. That's my second. But the only thing is, they move a lot, but they don't use their many different abilities that they have as Jedi Knights. 
they basically, you know, they twirl their lightsabers around, they fight each other, they maybe use force push once or twice. May but I mean, think that. about all the times that Kenobi could have pushed Anakin into lava, or Anakin could have, you know, pushed Kenobi all the way outside of the of the refining plant. You know, it's. I think I see your point, but I think. The problem with that is if they even let up on their attacks or defense once in that fight, they would have like lost an arm. I mean, Anakin, you know, at the end of the fight and still lost an arm, but he lost a lot more than an arm. Anakin <laughs> was one of the best attack light, uh, offensive lightsaber duels duelers in the Jedi Order at that time, mm-hmm. and so Kenobi knew that he was outmatched at that point, and so he was doing everything in his power to keep up. In the in the Obi Wan fight and at the end of Obi Wan, it was. Vader in this just destroyed suit, no near, no longer near the height of his lightsaber power, just the menacing look of his black suit and the darkness that he's become versus Obi-Wan, one of the last hopes in the universe. I can see, I like the emotionality of that. I like the, the force and how that played in, but I don't think that the lightsaber duel itself was anything more impressive than something that we've seen in a episode of the Clone Wars. Um... But yeah, I can see why it's everyone. I can see why it's a favorite. Yeah. Have Have you guys seen? There's like an hour long video on, on YouTube. It's my favorite thing ever. It's just an hour of Anakin and everyone like spinning their sabers around <laughs> in the Musafar duel. It's the funniest thing ever. I, I mean, Phantom Menace. It was you. Uh, you and McGregor was just new, 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 new. All right. I think we've exhausted the we Tales of topic. Uh, but except there is one last thing I wanted to, to say. The Inquisitor. The last Ahsoka episode, that's going to like, um, re- like retell the story from the Ahsoka novel. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I'm excited to see. Have you read the Ahsoka novel? I did. It was a long time ago. And a galaxy far, far away? <laughs> I, I've forgotten most of the book. Same here. Everywhere there is life, but you must face death. Honor it. Do not fear it. Jedi. Ahsoka is Jedi. The best way I can protect you is to teach you how to protect yourself. Master Dooku. I want to bring peace and order to the galaxy. Master, stop! It is the only way you will truly have victory. My Padawan. Again. Again. Dooku, stand down. on from that we now have um mandalorian season three mando season three. Oh yeah angus would you so you are the one in the mando shirt starts off would you like to introduce and the, the mando poster yeah the mando poster is yours also yeah 
It's beautiful. Um, I, I'm still torn between which one I'm more excited for, Andor or Mando. And to be honest, the more I think about it, I, th- I think it's Mando because everything in that trailer just made me hyped. You know, everything between the conflict that they're setting up between Bo-Katan and um, you know yeah. Din Djarin and the Death Watch versus the True Mandalorians and and all of this different stuff. It's really exciting, and I think to see Grogu develop more, maybe say his first words. We'll see. Ooh. And um, you know. Everything I. The one thing I noticed in the trailer that kind of interested me is the absence of both Luke and Ahsoka. Right. Which they kind of hinted at pretty heavily in the Book of Boba Fett coming back for Mando season three. So I just wonder, is that something they're saving for the end, or maybe will they just not come back in this season? Uh, That's okay. Does Luke need to be in season three? I don't think he does. I, think I, I, I don't think he needs to be. I At the end of the Book of Boba Fett, Luke was like, you can go to your father or mm-hmm. you can stay with me. That is your choice. Mm-hmm. And I think Luke needs to stay true to that choice because giving Grogu and Mando a way back, it's like, hi, yeah, door's still open. I gave you a choice, but come back for a second chance. Yeah. I'm... Unless we maybe see, and this could happen, I, I honestly think, in either The Mandalorian or Ahsoka, is maybe like Hayden or Ewan or, or someone like comes to Luke as a Force ghost and is like, dude, this, what, what you just did to Grogu is exactly why we fell in the first place, is because mm-hmm. we had that, like, it was like very strict, rigid rules. Attachments. <laughs> but. The other thing is, if if that happens and Luke takes Grogu back, I don't think that he'd be go, going back to Mando, and that means he'd probably be there during a... I think Grogu's an odd balance in the universe. I've always been kind of fascinated with how Grogu plays um, as both part of the Force and part of uh, the regular life of you know Mando. His mm-hmm. Grogu represents the future of the Jedi in a small, like, one-foot-tall green body. <laughs> With un, he is Yoda species that only like two people know, and they Grogu is immensely powerful from what we've seen. So I think that it would be foolish for Luke not to go back and it's like, yeah, he's powerful. <laughs> um, and for him only to leave with Mando, because what is Mando gonna do when you know Grogu? Grogu ages slower than it's like a, us to a dog. Yeah. I mean, Mando is Grogu's dog. It's, uh, you um, know. No, you know, one thing. Do you remember in The Last Jedi when Luke says to Rey, I've seen this raw strength only once, but oh no, because he, he says specifically that it was, uh, it it was, was in Ben Solo. Yeah. So I was going to say, could it be Grogu? Could that be Retcon? Yeah. I don't you you so. started with The Last Jedi and then you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think another thing that's interesting is. Um, in Mando Season 2, we were really set up for the return of Thrawn, which I got very hyped Yes! For. But the thing I'm thinking is, personally, I think what might happen, this is just my theory, is that Mando will win the civil war that they're starting up, or they're setting up in Season 3. I agree. I think Bo-Katan, I don't think they'll kill her off. I think she'll be defeated, but not, she'll go away. Not yet. I think... Is there any confirmation that Bo-Katan is alive after the events of Return of the Jedi? 
because we don't. Well, Mando. Well, I mean, Mando. I mean, after like in any of the books, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not the book guy. You're the book guy. I am the book guy, but I know Bo Katan. We knew during Mandalorian that she was still going to be alive during this time because of Rebels, uh, and so that played into Mandalorian. But we don't know how Bo-Katan's future is certain to exactly. be. So they could kill her off, but I think what they're going to do is have her be defeated by Mando and his faction. He will reclaim Mandalore, and there will be a short peace, because then Thrawn will return and come in conflict with Mando, and that might set up kind of an Avengers sort of thing, right. where Mando and Bo have to put aside their differences to fight Thrawn for Mandalore. I think we're really going to see the introduction to Thrawn first in Ahsoka. It has to be Ahsoka. I think it's going to be Ahsoka. Then maybe we'll get a bit more of like... As a Rivers cast. Well, that's just a a rumor. I don't think it's from a a reliable source. So we're not going to go there. We'll talk about that next week. Um, There's... um, I I, I think we could see... like I, I think Thrawn is definitely in Ahsoka. I, I don't think there's any question about that. that I think I don't think he's going to be in season one, so to say. It's it's been referred to as a mini series. Only a mini. Ooh. I I think that could change because Rosario Dawson has said that that she would do season two. I mean, breaking news: actor says they want more work. Yeah. But but I I mean we love Rosario Dawson. Did you? I liked her performance. I oh, think she, she she's phenomenal. I, she's I, amazing. I've loved her since Daredevil. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you Daredevil nerd. I love Daredevil. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, we're running a Star Wars show. We can't really call anyone nerds here. Yeah, no, we can't. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love seeing Babu Frick pop up in this yes, trailer. Yes, yes. one of the only redeeming things about that movie. The, no. <laughs> Babu Frick is a little flesh sock. Hey, hey! <laughs> I love Babu Frick. <laughs> little flesh sock that <laughs> runs off dark technology. But I think, I think the, like, classic Star Wars feel of Babu Frick makes him so lovable 100%. you know like he it feels like the Yoda puppet from Empire you know it like just some small I would weird punt. little creature who you kind of want to punt but like is also a really cool character soccer and I think, practice with Babu Frick yeah. I think what's really cool is between Andor and Mando you both see characters who now from uh, Andor we don't know who this character is but we see some sort of droid or like multi-armed oh, species yeah. yes. right. working on some sort of Creation or person. Speaking of droids, we also get R five back helping yes. Mando. Oh, I, see, I love that. And he's like, he's just like blown up again. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I I don't know why I like R five. I'm sorry to interrupt you on no, the R five. Okay. Um, but R five coming back after a new hope. I'm I I mean yeah. He, he's R five's been in I think all three seasons of Mandoverse so mm-hmm. far. Right. I think it was only seasons because you know because we. I remember, like it was like a whole thing when he popped up in um, in Mando season two. I remember him also being in Boba, Boba Fett, but he was not in one. Actually, I no, think he, he might have been like turned off somewhere, and um, he may have been in one. I, I think it was. We'll have to to rewatch that episode. Will R five be the overarching antagonist of <laughs> the Mando series? Will he be the C three PO? R five is the new um, C three PO. New Thanos. <laughs> R five. He has. He's. Trying to get revenge on R2. Need a motivator? Yeah. Fine. I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> that would I, uh, Would they do that? We're not giving R5 a Thanos gauntlet. No. Uh, I think I think the addition of R5 is a little cameo characters. Yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's a fine cameo. It's a, it's a good cameo. But it's I a cameo think that makes sense. 
I think with all things in the new Star Wars content, they need to find more of a balance between cameos and characters. I swear to God, if we see the Marquez exactly. sisters, I'm throwing... There was no reason whatsoever for Ahsoka to be in Boba Fett. As much as I love Ahsoka, she is my favorite Star Wars character. There was no reason for her to be in that You've ever watched like, the Disney shows where like, they have the celebrity come on? And like the main, there was a TikTok about this, but it, like you walk past them and you bump into the celebrity, and the celebrity turns around. And it's like Shaquille O'Neal. It's like, yeah. oh, sorry, I didn't see you. And like the audience just starts clapping. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. That's what happens when we get a cameo. I love it, and I, I get that it's like, oh, it's a cameo. That's what they're doing to draw the views in. But I will never complain about seeing Ahsoka. Oh no, unless they just, just yeah. tarnish her character, her character in that episode. In which Ahsoka is Filoni's baby. I think. Filo- oh yeah. Filoni will care for... Why am I rocking my hands? But Filoni knows how to take care... Why? This is so weird to say. Ahsoka's taken care of as a character. Yes. Absolutely. And the other thing is um, at D23, John Favreau... I, I think it was Favreau. Uh, he referred to Ahsoka, the, the series Ahsoka, as Dave Filoni's um, magnum opus. I don't speak Latin. That... Usually the the magnum opus is like the, the great is symphony. The end. It, oh. it is the end. Yeah, I know quid pro quo, but that's like that's just because of that's friend. No, that's no, it's Latin. It's Latin. But yeah, I think what's kind of funny to me is that we started talking about Mando, and we've because they've added so many cameo characters, mm-hmm. we shifted to Ahsoka. You yeah. Know? So like, I think something that I hope happens in Mando season three more is kind of a return to the sense of Mando. development that yeah. we got from Mando Season 1. Because yeah. in Season 2, it shifted from more of like the story of, of this guy and this you know, little green um, Frog. baby to, <laughs> Frog. to the story of this, this dude and this little green you know, frog and <laughs> so many other characters you know, and a, a battle for Mandalore and all this stuff. And I think being able to return to the simple character development and story that we got from season one while also getting the epic action that we got from season two, that would be the perfect balance for me. I think season one was really was the, was the refresher that Star Wars needed because of the, individ, the individuality of mm-hmm. Mand- the Mandalorian. It is the one dude and the one story and with some supporting side characters along the way and with the great villain of Giancarlo Esposito, which we will see again... We'll see and, again. And the Mandalorian February. episode. I think yeah. that Bo-Katan's going to let him free. Yeah. he's Well, yeah, Moff Gideon is currently in Republic, New Republic right. prison. Yeah. Which we will not see Cara Dune. No, Cara Dune will not be appearing. She will not be referenced. Um, she will... It, it's going to be like she... It's, Didn't... Either it's just... She's just going to be like fully like ignored. Yeah. I think. I mean, I have no like... Uh, in, information on that. I'm just Pull Don Cheadle. I mean, they removed like her name from like the cast list on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah. Um, I th- I think that's just that's about, about it. All we have to say. Yeah, I just can't can't wait. Mando, we're hyped. Mando, we're hyped for Mando. I think that's the consensus. That very little Mandalorian with. is good. This is the one that you saved. You are as its father. A clan of two. 
You have removed your helmet. Then you are a Mandalorian. No more. Your cult fractured our people. Where were you then? Did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? Moving on now to the next Star Wars series is Andor. Andor. It's prequel to my favorite Star Wars film, hands down, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Stare at your faces whenever I, I say that. It's really funny. No, I love Actually, Rogue One. I just like I was perfect. trying to I was trying to figure out if like your favorite Star Wars movie is The Last Jedi. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like, it's. You, Contradiction yourself here, bud? It's close to being up there. It's close to being up there. If I did one thing differently, it would be my top three. And we will talk about this in the future, but let's <laughs> yeah. not get off track. Um, Thank you, Angus. It's going to be coming out soon. I think we're all excited. And the next I'm, week here. I'm especially excited because, again, it moves away from the kind of overbearing, just constant focus on the Force and the Jedi, the Sith, the Third Empire. Move. That no we've, well, not the Empire, because it's focusing on the Empire. Very much but on the Empire. The Sith and the Jedi, that you know, battle, battle of good and evil, I think gets a bit old. It's good to have a refresher on it, like with mm-hmm. Tales right. of the Jedi. We're all excited. But I think to see the mechanics of you know, spies and politics and intrigue and mystery that we're going to get with Andor is very, very exciting. And to continue on to that Andor is not going to be a show where we root for the protagonist the whole time yeah there's never a time in the Mandalorian where we're not rooting for Mando mm-hmm. it's and, Breaking Bad <laughs> yes. it's Star Wars Breaking Bad Andor and Rogue One our first introduction to Cassian is him shooting his informant mm-hmm. after it's a crippled informant and Cassian's going to do whatever he needs to do to help out the rebellion mm-hmm. which crosses the lines of good and evil that you could easily have three hour long discussions about mm-hmm. was is the rebellion good at this point in time or is the rebellion like a scrap a scrap fighter that is just going for whatever means necessary mm-hmm. exactly. and so I'm excited 22 episodes right? Uh, 12 episodes in season 1 12 in season 2 so it's going to be 24 episodes total which confirm right now I, I y- you know right. that's my biggest thing with everything on Disney Plus that it's six episodes. Disclaimer, Drew hates the six episode stuff. It doesn't work. <laughs> make it ten episodes or make it a movie. Do we know how long each episode's going to be? I'd assume it, at it, least it, 30 minutes. It, it, they're, uh, I've heard that they're all around the half hour mark. That's still Which, pretty good. First Spice really That's like over. a saga full of stuff. With a 12 episode show, I'm fine with it. We, yeah. we, with Kenobi, that was a problem. Take yeah. six hours of my time for a nice spy Star Wars thriller. Yeah. Take it. I'm totally good with that. Um, I mean, the other thing is, like, this, like, so back to the whole, like, 
thing with Tivik and in the beginning of Rogue One. Oh, you remember his name? I yeah, his name was Tivik. My arm, my arm. <laughs> um, I really hope that in this series we see the relationship between the two of them. I hope that they're like really good friends, and that makes like the beginning of Rogue One like so much worse when he kills them yeah. in cold in cold blood. Are you guys familiar with? Have you guys watched the James Bond movies with like? No Time I, to Die and I've seen Skyfall. the Daniel Craig ones and that's it. Alright. I Part of my... I love uh, like Skyfall and No Time to Die. Skyfall is phenomenal. Because James Bond is a morally gray but kind of leans to, to the light because he's mm-hmm. always doing the good thing. Or always fighting for the good side. Uh, in the way that you don't always know what he's going to be doing. Yeah. And or we have no idea what's going to be happening in these 12 episodes. Ahsoka, we have a... She's going for Ezra and she's going for Thrawn, mm-hmm. right? Mandalorian, Civil War. We got that on the trailer. And or the 10-minute clip that we got, we don't know the rest of the future for these 12, ep- 12 episodes, which yeah. I am heavily interested in. Well, the other thing I kind of love, because, you know, I like how I like my like big like franchise content is kind of weird. Because I, I, I love when things like are standalone and do their own thing. Um, but I also love when there's like continuity. And season two, like, we know that the series finale is, like, Cassian going to the ring of Kefrini. Yeah. And, like, for the beginning of Rogue One. So I think that's going to be perfect. Um, Kefrini. <laughs> Kefrini, yeah. Um, that's a great cooking name. I mean, like, Tony Gilroy, who's doing this series, I mean, he's got some, I mean, work on The West Wing, work on House of Cards. Like I love House of Cards. That's a great show. He, well, it was it was until the end, but um, I, mean, I mean, still yeah, great. It's, 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 great show is a great show. Like regardless, final season. Um, Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, I still love Game of Thrones. Um, but I, I, I mean, honestly, I feel like this show is going to be like a Star Wars kind of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. type thing. Like not not turn not in terms of like nudity and like gore, but in terms of like the, the complexity of the storytelling, politics the, the politics, how expansive it is. I mean, we, these trailers like people say like, "Oh my god, these shows on Disney Plus are so cinematic." These this, trailers, this looks cinematic. This trailer like we actually see M- imperial officers talking about the politics of the actions and what the empire is doing to shape the galaxy. Yeah. Something that we haven't dived into since forever. S- since, a new hope. We, I mean, you think of a new hope of the council. In, it's only in a little the bit room. of a movie, though, right? right? And the other thing, we're all Star Wars fans. Yeah, I I love Star Wars. Are we on a Star Wars show where all three of us are hosting a Star Wars show, and we are we're, we're all, all Star wearing Wars fans. black Star Wars shirts uh, because it's the funeral of Rogue Squadron, and <laughs> but oh. I I I think it's safe to say. Star Wars is not the most original franchise. Yep. There are a lot of like similar ideas that we see time and again. And Andor, much like Rogue One, it seems we're going to break away from that. I do I wait I don't know for sure because I'm alluding to James Bond here. I think it's going to go into some of that. I don't know it'll I be like so. heavy like uh Book of Boba Fett was very heavy on the westerns. And the was it? in my opinion IMO acronyms because I'm hip like I don't where, where am I going with this anyways <laughs> yeah I, I think Angus saves us every I time. think you, going Angus. into Andor <laughs> knowing Cassian Andor knowing how great of an actor you know Diego Luna is and also like knowing that Rogue One was such a great movie 
because it strayed away from the just straight up good and evil, right? right. The people in the rebellion did bad things, mm -hmm. and the people in the empire did bad things. We're probably gonna get some really gruesome deaths here. I I I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I think of Kenobi. It was really interesting and kind of surprising for me when he's on the fire. I'm, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the planet. Uh, Inquisitorius. The Fortune No, no, the kind of savanna desert oh, uh, planet where the stormtrooper gets chopped tall, in half. Tall, tall, tall. No, by no, the laser that. gate. The no, they, that's where they came from. They that's came. where they said they came from. Was tall. from it was tall. um, yeah, it was. We're uh, not going to figure Mapuzo. out the name. Mapuzo. Mapuzo. Yes, I remember everything about Star Wars. Do you remember all the clone names? No, <laughs> that's why I got you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think seeing a stormtrooper getting chopped in half by a laser gate from a Disney show was like, oh, because it shows that they're not afraid to show a bit of, of gruesome death and violence. If we really but want... Then, you, sorry, but then do you remember in the next episode when Obi-Wan was like chopping up stormtroopers and it was like they, they like the saber hit the, the chest plate and like kind of bounced off. Kind of yeah. bounced off. Yeah. Which so I don't have a problem it's with. It's inconsistent, but it's fine. Complicated yeah. precedent. Complicated precedent, that's right. I think, Ooh, fancy words. <laughs> CST. I think it's going to be very interesting with Andor to see like you said how I mean just how cinematic it is from the trailers right. I'm really hyped and I think seeing the transformation of Cassian from mm -hmm. someone who's a thief you know someone who has grown up kind of just surviving literally kinda, fighting to survive Han that Solo kind of Han Solo-esque I think seeing that transformation from a thief to someone who's working for a, a greater cause even if you know the means to achieve that cause are a bit great. And to add on to that, Han Solo throughout Solo has had had like morals mm -hmm. in a sense. Like he always wanted to help the little person. It, it wasn't shown heavily because it's it's Han. Yeah. But I think Andor it's going to break that because I oh, think yeah. you could see how broken he was in Rogue One. How he's like he's been a, in this fight since he was six years old. Right. He's going to be throwing the. Uh, stones and stormtroopers, and oh my god, the clones! I can't. One second, the clones in the show. The clones in the, clones show. in the show. But um, he's. We're probably going to have to break his morals across the way and across the time gaps. You're going to see how much darker his mind becomes. Mm -hmm. How much he's going to. He'll um, actually look at the darker options as the viable option, the only way, and won't look towards. Oh, we don't have to kill this dude. We're, Andor's probably going to shoot a lot of people just cold dead on the spot. I think an influence on that is going to be um, Saw Gerrera. Ooh, oh, that's yes. right. He is in this series. See, Thank you, see, Angus. He's like middle-aged kind of now instead of the old, you know, we've gotten every age of, dead already. We've gotten teenager, we've gotten adult, yeah. we've gotten middle-aged. I, I totally forgot that he was in the series. I'm, I'm personally really excited to see him because... What are you not? He was one of my favorite characters from Rogue One really? and from Clone Wars and everything because... You know, you have the, the morally gray and stuff. He takes it to a whole nother level. You know, the partisans are like literally just say they hate the empire. They're Those going are, to do they, horrible they things terrorists. to the empire. Like, Fallen yeah. Order actually like provide like put him in like a uh, bright light because that's how Cal Kestis saw him. Mm -hmm. And they're fighting for the Wookies and stuff. And I'm like, this is odd. I haven't seen him like this before yeah. since he was a teenager. Yeah, but and I think <laughs> more expansion, more expansion on Sagrera and seeing him. Maybe I, I'm sorry. I really forget the name of the character um, who we see a lot in the the trailers, kind of trying to get Cassian to join them. Oh, uh, was, his name is uh, just call him like Eric Selvig. Yeah. Honestly, just so Eric Selvig. <laughs> Eric, yeah. Eric Selvig. Seeing the influence of Eric. Selvig and 
saw Guerrero contrast on Cassian. You know, maybe Selvig's trying to pull him more towards doing the right thing and not doing it by killing people. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, Guerrero's kind of influencing him, him to do some bad things that are <laughs> not nice. I think uh, Star Wars has kind of diluted death as a meaningful thing mm-hmm. uh, across the shows and the movies. Like, a stormtrooper dies. All right, fine. That yeah. happens every time. Faceless CGI army coming up. Right. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. Oh, this Jedi dies. Sucks. Move on. <laughs> but I think Andor is going to actually have deaths mean something once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, besides... Oh, wait. Oh, this I, is like... This is bringing the war to Star Wars. Yes. This, this bringing the war to Star Wars. And that's, that's my favorite thing about On Rogue a more one. individual level. I don't think it's... It's not grand scale. It's... It's because the, we I think want season two will be, yeah. Well, probably, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. you, you continue. No, you. Continue. That was. I mean, we've had the war on grand scale. It's like, oh, that star destroyer is going down and yeah. taking a, down a whole crew of a hundred thousand imperial officers down with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had the Clone Wars, where literal masses of armies of clones are dying on Umbara, mm-hmm. which we love. Umbara. Oh, man, that's the best arc of that entire series. It's the best <laughs> four episodes. Um, but on an individual level, this is going to be this Andor's individual role as part of the war, mm-hmm. which I am, I will never complain about. So that like special look they put out on Disney Plus last week, that, I mean, I'm talking about the quality of the filmmaking here, the quality of it, of the writing. Yes. Of that clip they put out, I truly believe that is the best made single scene from any of the Disney Plus shows yeah. so far. Like, you can There's tell... There's a reason like, they chose that clip. This is... This is going to be, like, truly great television, I, I think. I, I really think that we are in for something special here with yes. Andor on, on, on Wednesday. Three episodes on Wednesday. I'm so excited. Are we... Three? Yeah, they're doing a three-episode wow. premiere. And then, I've, I've been noticing that a lot with all... I mean, we're not just Star Wars nerds, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, and I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. Nerd. So to see, you know, Rings of Power <laughs> and House of the Dragon coming out, both with multiple episodes at a House time. House of the Dragon was just one, but I mean, it was such a great episode. It didn't matter. Yeah, well, and I know. And they I got know a lot of Rings of Power. They did. They she did Hulk two was well. She Hulk was one, but Hawkeye was two. Hawkeye was two, but Hawkeye was bad. I like uh, where this is. This is a this is a Star Wars <laughs> podcast, but Hawkeye was a good Christmas story. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I think seeing about the all these new shows coming out, it's really exciting, and I'm oh, hoping. Wait. Yeah, I'm hoping that Andor can really stand yeah. out. I, I, I'm confident of, it will. What was your favorite part of the ten minute clip? Like, what was your like the scene that stood out to you besides just the filmmaking? Um, honestly, for me, with any show, it comes down to the writing. Like, it it's that line where he says, where um, Selvig is like, "Well, where'd you get it?" And he goes. I just walked in. And he goes, it's, it can't be that, 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 that simple. And then Cassian responds with, I made it this really, to, to steal from the Empire, all you have to do is walk in like you belong. And it's like, that line is so, like, I think, perfect for Star Wars in this era of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If the whole show is like that, you, it's going to be great. It's Andor finding where he belongs in the universe yeah. and what influence he can make. And I, like you belong. What? Yeah. Where you, you just walk in. Yeah. A man walks into a bar, says "ow." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm I, I'm confident that Andor is going to do really well, and I'm excited. 
do we think there will be other like appearances in this series? Because K two is Tony Gilroy has sorry in in, in season one because he's he's not in season one. Yes, Tony Gilroy said there are no cameos in the series. It's not like clickbait cameos. Besides Hugger, there's a yeah, but I feel like there's a difference between a cameo and a character. A side because character. Because yes. Toby and Andrew in No Way Home, those were not cameos. Those were characters in the actual movie. Right. They had an effect on the plot. Saw Guerrero, I think he's in the show because he's going to have an effect on the plot. I don't think you'll have any side characters that just pop in unless you want to put like Biggs Darklighter in there for yeah. a little bit. It's like, hey. Yeah. I, I just think that like any like returning character from Star Wars is going to be in this series. Mm-hmm. They're going to have an authentic and legitimate reason to be there. Yes. And that excites me a lot. You know, let me write big I want to see more Big Stark later. I don't know why. I know he like He's was, off on Tatooine at this point. Yeah, but it's like he's joined the Empire at this point too. And in the time skip part because yeah. we're time skipping a lot in the show. Mm. So, so season 1 is set over the course of 1 year. Season 2 is is going to cover the final 4 years leading up to Rogue One. So 3 episodes are going to cover a year. Right. So we could see him in the last two, three episodes. I know. The series. We're talking about Biggs Darklater here, a character with like five minutes of screen time and a deleted scene. But he, is, he was in the Imperial Senate and then played a big role in destroying the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I think he's, a, he's like one of my underdog characters. Yeah, he's a great underdog character. Yeah. Except for the fact that he died. <laughs> Porkins, no! Rogue Squadron, no! Um, there's one other thing I was going to say about that. Um, so K2SO being in the series and, and this is like two years for, we're like two years from him like being in the show because yeah. season two does not come out until like 2024 20, 2025 why am I forgetting the actor's name uh, Alan Tudyk oh my god yes. so do we think that K2SO is going to um, make the show in season two seem a little bit I think it's going to make him brighter because I think at this point season two casting is going to be broken down to the spy the guy that is going to do whatever he needs to do, and then he finds K2SO. And instead of just destroying the droid like he would any other time, because... There is definitely going to be a, a reason why he saves K2. Yes. Have and you read the Andor comics? Do we know... Yeah, I don't think we're going to bring that in. Do we I know, on that. Yeah. Does he save him, or does he have a mission to acquire him? He... Well, what does K2 say in the movie? He says, um... No, he, I he think he's just I'm a reprogrammed Imperial droid. Yeah. So yes. I... Personally, my theory is that they're going to show them kind of like... I mean, I know we've had various scenes like that. But, you know, they, they need to get into some sort of Imperial facility. They need a droid. Kind they're of like Rogue One may, reflecting it. But. Maybe they'll, like, pair... Maybe, like, maybe in Season 2 at some point, they'll be like, all right, Andor, we have a mission, but you got to team up with this Imperial droid. And maybe he also hates droids. Maybe Battle Droids killed his family, just like Din Djarin. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> no, I, no, I, I think it's fairly clear from like the trailers and Rogue One that his family was killed by the Empire. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I've I been mean, in this fight since I was six years old. Yeah. God, I love Diego Luna. I think love Diego Luna. He's so a much. great, just he's a pretty face. I I modeled my entire personality after Cassian for all of fifth grade. <laughs> I can imagine that, even though I didn't go to the same like middle school. <laughs> yeah. I gotta like call up uh, Alex and be like, "Yo, how was Drew in fifth grade? Was he a little weird?" <laughs> I was always weird. I'm still weird. weirder than usual. <laughs> We're, I mean, nerds, weird people. But you know, yeah. nerds I, are we too. That's true. No, I'm, That's true. True. No, I'm I'm a reprogrammed imperial droid. 
<laughs> I knew this kid person. in elementary school that would only talk like K2SO for after Rogue One was out. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, are you trying friend. to ruin this character for me? Yeah. I mean, we, we all, we that all was know just me. are over-the-top Star Wars fans. Sometimes, you know, we are the over-top I cry too much. Fans, so. Yeah. Spies. Saboteurs. Assassins. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Cassian Ander. Don't matter what you tell me or tell yourself. You'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? We've chosen a side. We're fighting against the dark. There is an organized rebel effort. Drill down and get a hunt started. You realize what you set in motion? People will suffer. Time has come to force their hand. At what cost? Everything! Every day we wait, they get stronger. Let's take them by surprise. For the greater good. Call it what you will. Let's call it war. People are standing up. They're afraid. Right now, they're afraid. Let's go! Star Wars Andor. We've talked about Every skeleton crew. We've talked about the death of Rogue Squadron. We've talked, about talked about Tales of the Jedi. Tales of, Tales of the Jedi. We've talked about Mando mm-hmm. Season 3. And, then, and Andor. We even mentioned a bit of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And, um, Taika's film also. And Taika Waititi's film. And overall, I think we're just really excited for the new Star Wars content coming out. The 100%. future looks bright. And it I, does. I, I can say that with confidence. Even though it doesn't seem as connected as... Oh, the Marvel Universe... doesn't need to be connected, though. It doesn't need to be. Because Star Wars, you can jump all over timeline. We know that they're producing quality here. That's what they want with Star Wars. But, yeah, overall, we're excited. And um, we'll be coming back with more news, reviews, and content in the next episode. Yeah, so next week, next week, because it's three episodes of Andor, we're only talking about Andor next week. Only in- So before you guys watch the show next week, make sure you've, like, Seen all three episodes because it's, it's there will be spoilers. It's just gonna there be like be a full on like after show. Thing. For any listeners of Drew's podcast, he'd give you the the benefit of the doubt and be like, "Yeah, this is the non spoiler section." And then we gave you the spoiler. The, not here. This is gonna be full spoilers the whole time. Our Twitter is at Tuscan Radio Pod. That's our, our social media right now. We will not get on Twitter fights. That is a that is a rule. Yeah, I I, I don't do those. I don't do those. Get some actual fights. But we yeah, will about the last fights. Jedi. Real wars. <laughs> we will. We will. Have plenty of time to argue over the Last Jedi. Am I the and only one here who likes that movie? Raise no. your hand. No, good. I like it. Oh but, come on! <laughs> but we can fight about that in a future episode. But we have been Tuscan Radio Podcast yes. on TV. On TV this time. And this has been a great episode. Thank you for tuning in. We're grateful for the opportunity to be here to be filming. I'm very glad I get to talk Star Wars for oh an my hour. God, yeah.